You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everybody. I am Josh Neighbors of Locked On Big 12. Joining me tonight, it is Stephen Simcox of Locked On Horn Frogs, John Williams of Locked On Sooners, and also we've got Jake Hatch of Locked On Cougars. Thank you for making any of these fine shows your first listen every single day. So, guys, today we got Brett Yormark speaking at Big 12 Media Days, and the one quote that got carried that everybody talked about was, he said the Big 12 is open for business. Now, we have to understand is he doesn't officially start until August 1st, right? That, that's an important piece of context. Also to me, what I would say is it, it looks like the Big 12 board of trustees, the president, whatever they call the heads of all these conferences, mm-hmm. they each have a different name. It, it seems to me, Stephen, that they've given Brett the mandate of look. We'll take care of the other minutia. All right. We don't even care if you know that, you know, what 10 schools are in the conference. We just want more schools and we just want you to be aggressively pursuing more schools, other conferences. He's talking about the phone was ringing. So it seems like they've told Brett, look, this is the, uh, with the UC, USC and UCLA move, brother, we've, we've got moves to make and that is your job. We'll take care of everything else. That was kind of my first impression, Stephen. You don't think he's going to be down there at like the West Virginia K-State basketball game, shaking hands on a <laughs> Tuesday night? Uh, no, I totally agree with that. I mean, what, what did the president say when they hired him? They uh, were really blown away by his vision for the future of the conference. What does that mean? He told me he was going to make them some money, man, and they yeah. bought into it. And, hey, I mean, that's fine. That's the gig. Like, we, we've, we've talked about this before. Hiring conference commissioners is no longer about if you understand – the traditions that go down in Lawrence, or if you have a good feel for, you know, the disparity between the golf team and the football team, it's about these TV deals and how to negotiate them. And Brett Yormark was hired because he has relationships in pro sports because he understands, you know, how these media rights uh, work. He's been in the music industry. He has a feel for um, where things are going, how the tide is shifting in the media world. So that's why he's here. I, I like that he was aggressive today, if you want to say that, by saying, hey, we're open for business, we're ready. I think this is a, a marketable place with a lot of value. And so he's going to hit the ground running, and um, it, it's a time to do that. Now, I know we'll get to this later, and there's been at least some reported news about kind of the Pac-12, and maybe they're slow playing this a little bit. But from a Big 12 angle, um, they have no reason not to be aggressive right now because they probably – in a stronger position than they've been in the past few seasons in this, uh, you know, kind of realignment world that we live in. Um, the teams, the the 10 teams that are, or the eight teams that are stuck around have, have really banded together. You know, the four teams that are coming in are excited. Like I think the general consensus is that this is a league that can make something happen. And they're um, on offense instead of defense for the first time in a long time. So I want to go to you, Jake, uh, on this because you've got a good feel for the Pac-12. And I thought this today, I, I love the aggressiveness because in my opinion, and I'm wondering if you feel the same way, the, if the Big 12 were to make a move on either Washington or Oregon or those four corner schools, both Arizona's, Colorado, and Utah, that would effectively be the knockout blow of the Pac-12. They would, If they took the four corner schools, it would be six left. I know they have the two cornerstones of Washington, Oregon, 
but that's not enough, especially considering what's left out there. And also those two schools might want to bolt. And if you were to take Washington, Oregon, just those two, it'd be a knockout blow because those are the two cornerstone schools. So, you know, if I'm Brett, your mark, you got to think aggressive. Obviously you don't have to poach him this week or next week, but he did mention the media contacts that he has at both Fox and ESPN. You know, the PAC 12 is in that negotiation right now. I'd be talking to the folks there and saying, look, whatever they're telling you, I, I know those folks, you can get more here. I, I hate to put it like this. Yeah. We talked about this before, but I'd be looking to land the knockout blow to the Pac-12. That's kind of almost the first task for Brett Yormark is to take out the Pac-12. Yeah, you, you, you've got to gut them. That's what you got to do. you you yeah. got to go and get them. The biggest thing is uh, John Canzano, he's up there in Oregon, and he yep. a lot about the Pac-12. He had a very interesting piece. He spoke with the former Fox Sports Network president, and he actually brought up the point that ESPN, in some ways, may put an offer to uh, the Pac-12 in this 30-day negotiating window. They have the exclusive rights negotiating window here over the next. It's been mm -hmm. about a week at this point, so there's probably 20 to 25 more days in it. But he believes in this, the ESPN may throw an offer at the Pac-12, knowing that schools like Washington, Oregon, et cetera, were, would probably say, we ain't about that. And then knowing that you turn around and immediately they jump into the Big 12, you negotiate a new media rights deal with the Big 12, you got all of them together. And then guess what? You, you don't have two separate deals. You got one big deal. That 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 was something I had not necessarily considered until John Canzano wrote that in a piece he did for his, it's called johnconzano.com. He's actually writing for right. himself. Uh, but that was an interesting tidbit because I totally can see that happening. And that's what Brett Yormark's got to capitalize on is hope that ESPN essentially lowballs these schools and then you swoop in and say, hey, come join the Big 12. Let's do this thing. And it, and it's different because – so the ACC is dealing with, with the opposite because we saw that report last week from Swim Swim, right, where it was that you know weird reporting. But, but thinking about that, how that made no sense, uh -huh. right now ESPN has got – um, they've got those ACC schools, Miami, Clemson, Florida State, whoever else you want, know, Virginia Tech, Virginia, if those are the desirable schools that we're thinking about, they've got them on a really, we'll just call it a team-friendly deal, if you will, right? Oh, yeah, Why would they let those schools out to go to join the SEC to jack up that price even further and mm -hmm. let, you know, unless it made sense to them financially, which it definitely probably would not. So this is one of those scenarios where it's the flip, right? They kind of almost want to consolidate it. They might lowball just so they can bring everything in the family together on that Big 12 side. Also, if they can get Washington and Oregon there, what that will do too is that'll play keep away with those two brands from Fox, right? Because it sounds yeah. like what we're heading towards is, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. It's Fox versus ESPN, right? It sounds like Fox facilitated that move from USC to UCLA. Now, uh, Jake, I don't think we have any specifics yet of a, of a television deal for for the, the big 10 but it feels like fox was the one who pulled the strings yeah. on that one right so the, the report out there is that the big 10 deal was for 1 billion with the 14 schools they had bringing in right. ucl and usc is going to increase that to nearly 1.2 billion dollars that that is the number you're looking at so that's that's the reporting it's not it's not set it's not concrete right, yeah, yeah. But that is an astronomically high number. The converse of that is, according to the same reporting from John Wilner and John Canzano, the Pac-12 was originally thought to be about worth about $500 million in their new media rights if they had UCLA and USC. Losing those two drops them to $300 million. 40% loss, losing just two schools. Absolutely insane. 
Yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of unreal to think about like that. And and also what that move that you just mentioned could do is they could cut out the fat yeah. of the oh, teams yeah. in the Pac-12 they don't want to pay for. So yeah. this would be a this would be a you know once again the ACC move. All right, well, you know if you ask, hey, why this be different? It's because they're paying good, they're paying really good money on the ESPN side for those teams yeah. right now. This would cut out the fat of the extra teams they don't want to pay for and add them into the Big Twelve, which will still probably be a pretty network friendly deal. Yeah, last thing, the term is cost certainty. They know exactly what the ACC, they know what they have to pay. And they guess what? You don't have to worry about it for the next decade plus. Why in the world would you yes. open up the barn door and let them run out? You're not doing that. And, 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 and I mean, because if you add Clemson to a league with the SEC, man, just the price jacks up. Sorry, John, we haven't gotten yet. John, the one thing he said today, though, was it sounds like that conversation between Oklahoma and Texas is going to come. And I think the one thing Brett Yormark knows is, it'd be advantageous for the SEC and Mickey Mouse, ESPN and Disney to try to beat the clock. The clock now for the Big Ten and Fox, we think, 2024, right? Well, now kind of the ball is, is SEC's court and ESPN's court. We know that we'll get OU in Texas, but do we want to wait until 2025 to do it? It sounds like Brett Yormark is ready for the conversation, and I hope he slaps a big-ass check in front of them to make them leave john but that had to be encouraging to hear that hey he, he said the conversation will come i mean it's the smart thing to say because everybody knows that this is what is wanting to happen on both the texas and oklahoma side they don't i mean as much fun as it's been to be in the big 12 for the last 20 years almost for the oklahoma sooners the future's in the sec that's where they want to get to that's where they want to head and to kind of play this game that now they're part of the big 12 until 2025 and just kind of not you know sweep it under the rug and not deal with it you know until the uh the, the payment comes due so to speak i don't i just don't think that's you know good business it's not reasonable um everybody is expecting brent yormark to like you mentioned to expand the conference well this is another big thing that's on the table for the big 12 is what to do with texas and oklahoma in the meantime yes you can keep them you know you've got them contractually obligated until 2025 and you can do that at the same time what how does that help you for right. the future? At the same time, I do believe that Oklahoma and Texas will have to pay out pretty big to get out, not just the number that they might be worth for the remainder of the three years, but a, kind of an early exit fee on top of that. Almost if you're looking at like a franchise tag sort of a deal in the NFL where it's like you're paying you know, three and a half times what his rate might be once you get to year three of the franchise tag. So it, it's going to be an interesting number and I'll be curious to see what they eventually come to because it'll, it'll be big. And mm -hmm. I think it's going to be something that the schools will have to, they'll have to pay out because it's expected that they want to get out and get to the sec early. Now ESPN's deal with Oklahoma for sooner vision is probably going to aid that a little bit and uh, giving them a little bit of extra cash flow. but this is not a school that's suffering. Unlike some rumors that are out there, Oklahoma is going to be able to find the money. They've got big donors. They've got wealthy alumni as well. Maybe they don't have the pockets that Texas does, but there aren't many schools in the country that do. But they've got enough capital that they'll be able to figure out a way to get uh, that payout, that buyout money available to the Big 12 when that time comes. And, and I liked a lot of what Brett Yormark was talking about. He, mm -hmm. He's, he's going to be about the business. Like there's, there's no shine away from the aspect that, that college football is a business. And we're going to make as much money as we possibly can for the Big 12. And that's what he said. It's like we want, we're looking for a win-win. I'm always open to a win-win conversation as far as Oklahoma and, and Texas is concerned. 
but it's going to have to be beneficial to the Big 12. We're not going to do something just to do it. It's got to have to make sense. And so I think that's why it's going to be, you know, whatever they figure out, Oklahoma and Texas are worth over the remainder three years of the media rights deal, plus a little extra on top just to make sure they say, hey, you went out early. This is what it's going to cost. And Oklahoma and Texas won't have much leg to stand on if they really want to get out early. Now, there will be some negotiating, but I figure ultimately it'll end up looking like a really good deal for the Big 12. Um, you know, you brought up an interesting point with like him being about the business. We were actually joking before we, we started the show about uh, I was watching on ESPN this morning when he was at the table with Andre Ware and Chris Budden and and Dusty Dvorak and Dusty asked him, he's like, hey, you know, how much of a fan of the conference are you? And he was like pretty casually to be quite candid, which kind of reminds us like he's not here because he was like, wow, did Chandler Morris light up Baylor last year? And I just I got to be a part of that. Like, I absolutely have to be a part of that. And I appreciate that. Like, no, this guy is not here because he's like Fog Allen Fieldhouse on a Saturday in, in January. I mean, where else would you like to be? Um, his job is to turn that into dollars. And I think they were pretty transparent about that, which I appreciated. Like, that's what this is about. He talked about incremental revenue streams, right? So I think sometimes we just think about this as we've signed over our grant of rights. Okay, now we have no other ways to make money. The money is the money. He's talking about trying to find ways to maximize that. Talked about adding value assets to the league. I, you know, guys, hand to God, I actually don't know. Like, I'm probably 50 50 on whether or not he could name every single Big 12 coach right now uh, in college ball. Do I care? No, that is not the, that's not the point of this exercise. They, people were asking him today, guys, about 2023 scheduling. Steven. Do you think he gives an F about that right now? Or he's been told to give an F about that right now? I think the answer is no. I would love to quiz him on, you know, if he if he knows that the Tarleton Texans are coming to Fort Worth this <laughs> fall to take on TCU. No, he didn't care about these things. I mean, like, we've, we've spelled this out. He is here to negotiate TV deals, to talk about expansion. Um, and, I mean, yeah, maybe there's some scheduling things that he wants to implement from a value standpoint, like getting rid of some of those paycheck games and looking at, you know, bigger, stronger non-conference matchups. But no, he's not worried about who West Virginia is playing and non-conference. I mean, this is just a, a business situation for him. Uh, all right. One quick word from our sponsors here on today's show. We are brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com. The best prices on parts for your car or truck. It is a family-run business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is 353 from a chain store, 216 from rockauto.com today. Once again, family-run business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available your car or truck right locked on there how did you hear about us box that way they know we sent you amazing selection always low prices all the parts your car will ever need that's rockauto.com uh all right so i also one thing i i've met i i just thought about this today um the iconic photo of uh muhammad ali KOing sunny liston i just want i want to take the four pac 12 schools just so i can photoshop Brett your mark's face onto that and put george klavskoff's face on sunny listed on the ground just just so because remember last year guys i believe the comment was why would we want any of those schools or we don't want any of those schools um now some of the 
some of the smart people in the Big 12 office apparently have been saying that to reporters, which is not true. We want those schools. We value your schools, Pac-12. Uh, Monday had a great joking, not joking moment today where he was like, I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding. Why are OU in Texas in these meetings? Uh, I'm sure you guys saw this. He goes, he goes of course I'm joking. Because you want our money. That's why. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but he's like, he's like, but if we're two telephone companies, why would we let this phone company in there? So, John, I want to ask you, ask you what you think about this. My take is this, is that, look, there's some things they should be in the room for, some things they should not. In some respects, we're still in the conference. In some respects, they don't really have a right to talk about some things. So I'm kind of, you know, 50-50 on some of it. But where do you fall on what Mike Gundy said? Because there is a bit of truth in what he said. Well, sure, there's a bit of truth in that. But if you're talking about, like, stuff that's going to be happening in 2024 and beyond at Big 12 Media Days in 2022, I mean, are you really that forward-thinking in the Big 12? History would show us that, no, you're not. And so – I'm not too concerned about what Mike Gundy has to say about it because, listen, you're going to get the benefit of playing Oklahoma. You're going to get the benefit of playing Texas for at least one more year, at least from a monetary standpoint. You may not value it as a, a game and a rivalry in the future because he's like, whatever. If they want to go, they can go. That was pretty much the, the standard line out of Oklahoma State and Stillwater today was, hey, they're gone. They can go. It's fine. Whatever. We don't care. It seems like they care quite a bit. Just uh, the people that say, oh, we don't care, usually it's because they, they care a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I get, what the, I get what he's saying. Um, at the same time, if you don't want us in, then negotiate a buyout and let us out early. Uh, Jake, what did you make of the comment? Because he, he did also end, add in the end of this, he said, we wouldn't mind $80, $80 million in our pockets for the buyout either. He, I think he said actually that was the preferred thing yeah. that he liked to happen and also mike hundy has been like way out in front of all the realignment stuff he's been mm-hmm. also pretty spot on about it too so shout out to mike Gundy. actually when he opens his mouth sometimes doesn't always work out lately it has been he's a bit of a wild card in many ways because you're not exactly sure ultimately what he's going to say but he he's right the, the the situation is that you do want the money obviously that would come from that i, I actually was i've talking with some of the guys i work in my radio job with about this very situation we're of the opinion that it's probably going to be at least one year that texas and oklahoma are going to play in the big 12 but then I think that number goes to where it's manageable enough. You already brought it up, Josh. John, you already talked about the fact that eventually that buyout number is going to go small enough where Oklahoma, anybody could could get to that number and pay it. I think there's going to be come a point where that number is going to become palatable for sooner boosters, whoever needs to be involved in this. They'll pay that and then they'll move on. I think it's going to be at least one year of the 14 team. And then at that point, I think, I think he'd jump. But it is funny to hear Gundy talk about this because he's like, he's right. They want some money from both of these schools as they exit. The number that ultimately will be that whatever that number is going to be, we'll find out. Yeah. Also, good news is the the Big Twelve did distribute the most money they had. Just a side yeah. note here, uh, ever last year. So I mean, I know OU and Texas are leaving, but you know, Stephen, just kind of like there is a legitimate buzz at Big Twelve Media Days this year. Like this was a really. I want to call it a settled environment. I want to call it like this was, it felt like the conference had a lot to stand on. It, it, it felt like this league had a lot to stand on and there's, and they do feel, you know, there's a lot of questions that some conferences have to answer. The, the big 12's TV contract is going to be a big one of those. I think the question is though, who's going to be along for the ride with them? Not, are they going to be along for the ride period? Like, 
we're having talks about will this be the third best league in college football when we you know keep consolidating the power here not like will this be a league in college football i, I think we should appreciate what a incredible departure that is from how we were feeling last year yeah, I think the league is more united than it's been in a long time. And, I mean, how did that come together? Like, honestly, it was that the schools that were left over kind of looked around and said, oh, okay, I guess we're I guess we're sort of stuck with this arranged marriage. But, you know, they've seemed to have worked this out and made it um, good. And I, I think the expansion just really gave a shot in the arm to, to uh, the Big 12. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody's happy. There's – just a sense of we kind of banded together here. We don't feel like the odd person out or the the weakest league in the room anymore. That feels like the Pac-12 at the moment. Um, and and maybe there's even an edge over the ACC because their TV mm-hmm. situation. And, you know, like I, I think it does matter. Like the quality of football should eventually matter. And like there's good teams in this league. I know everybody says it doesn't. It's just about you know, if you're a blue blood or not, and I get that, and I understand the power that that possesses, um, obviously, because those teams are jumping ship and forming their own Super League, it seems. But, like, you know, Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, UCF, like, these are good programs. There's a lot of good programs um, that have staying power right now in the Big 12 Conference. Like, there's going to be quality competition here, and eventually that's going to show up. And hopefully, if people watch it and they're not just casual fans like Brett Yormark is, uh, maybe they'll have a little more filthy casual Brett Yormark. Um, I, I have to, and I, I have to say like, I've been thinking about this a lot. I mean, I think it's a different conversation that we're having right now on, on that point. We we're just talking about if Baylor and Oklahoma state don't deliver, right. If they don't go out last year and finish one, two in the league and then go to the big 12 championship game and think about it too. Like there is a world in which, Hey, if that, uh, I think it was Brennan Presley caught the ball for Oklahoma state against Iowa state where he got rolled over. And I thought he got the first down, but they, they said, no, if that game flips, like, you know, Oklahoma State's pretty close to to being in the college ball playoff. Baylor, if they don't if they don't get dunked on by Chandler Morris, we're probably having a different conversation. Also, who is that third team we're talking about them fighting with? Cincinnati, who actually made the college ball playoff. Guess what? They're coming into the league. So I have to say, I, I do think those performance and John, from somebody who's leaving, you know, you know, you're not gonna have as much skin in the game. I know still a big 12 guy, still love the conference, but like, am I correct in this assertion that, hey, the performances of the two top teams last year that are going to be still in the league and also the one that made the playoff and was outside the league, like, that that should give a bit more confidence. Also, KU won the basketball championship. so And Baylor won the last one. So there's your confidence on that front, too. When this broke a year ago, I was on the fence of or on the side of, I wish they would have done this sooner. Like, as an Oklahoma fan, I enjoyed the Big 12. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed the Big Big Twelve. I've li- I lived in Texas for you know since '97, from '97 until you know I moved to Oklahoma in like 2009, and didn't really have a, a rooting interest until uh, you know I started following the Sooners because of my then girlfriend, now wife, uh, in 2007. So for 10 years, I was just watching Big Twelve football on Saturdays. <laughs> I, it didn't matter Texas A&M in Texas, you know Colorado and Nebraska. I just loved Big 12 football as a high school and college kid. It was so much fun to watch. And I wish that they would have found a way to expand earlier to make it more monetarily viable for Oklahoma and Texas, or at least more monetarily attractive. The Big 12 is viable. It's in a part of the country that loves football. 
It's not going away anytime soon. Whether you're Iowa State or Kansas State or Kansas, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Baylor, Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, like these are football hotbeds. They may not have the premier, you know, tier teams that they once did, but that doesn't mean that they can't become that. That doesn't mean that they can't eventually get to the point. Sorry, BYU, I left you out. You are a football powerhouse as well. Yes. Be careful. Like, Cougar fans are going to come after you. Yes. Please do. Locked on Sooners on YouTube. Um, there's no reason why these programs that are still in the Big 12, TCU is another one, they, they can't reach the upper echelons of college football. They're in the, the Midwest, the South, areas of the country that love college football. They don't have pro sports to distract them from Saturdays in you know Lawrence or Saturdays in Manhattan or up there in Provo. So this is a league, and I've been fighting with people on Twitter about this, even Oklahoma Sooners fans. This is a league that's going to have staying power, and it's going to continue to be more, more and more attractive to the networks, to other sponsorships. Like It's going to be a league that's going to be really, really fun to watch. And even as an outgoing you know, fan of it or fan of an outgoing team, I'm still very intrigued about what the Big 12 is going to become because as deep as it is now, I think it's getting deeper with the schools that they're adding. Like the top half of the Big 12 is going to be a, a lot of fun to watch. And then if they end up adding the Pac-12 schools, including like Utah especially, I mean, you could have six or seven teams that you're looking at and you're thinking, who could win the league this year? Any, any number of these seven teams could actually win the league. And that's really fun. And I think that's really great for the league. And that's another reason why I've I'm, I'm been a, such a big proponent of college football playoff expansion is the, the better these conferences are, the deeper they are. You're going to end up with so many more teams that have two losses that would be a great college football playoff team, but might get shut out because of those two losses. So I'm still excited about what the Big 12's future is. I wish Oklahoma and Texas were going to be a part of it. That's not to say I'm not excited about what the SEC is going to look like in a few years, but it would have been a lot of fun to be Oklahoma and playing against BYU, playing against Cincinnati on a regular basis. And like I said, I just wish they would have done this sooner and not been reactionary with Oklahoma and Texas leaving. And wrapping up here, Jake, uh, d did BYU fans, you know, I'm not sure if you hear the reaction, but are they excited to watch their, who's going to be a guy who's going to be their, you know, their first commissioner since, I mean, how long has it been since they've had a conference commissioner, right? I know there'll be 12 seasons between being in a conference. So it's been a hot minute since BYU has been part of a conference. There's a lot of BYU fans who were watching this. There was a small army of BYU reporters down yeah, there in it, Dallas. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the Cougars are still officially a year away from actually entering the conference, but yeah, BYU fans, they're beyond excited to be part of the big 12. They've made it to the quote unquote big time. So they've, they've it's what the whole endeavor of going independent was to get to the point they're at now. And that is going to be joining the big 12, being a power five team and they cannot wait. And they're, they're, they're eating it all up. All right. One more word from our sponsor. Speaking of eating, perfect segue. If you are hungry, if you want to eat it up, Built Bar, go to built.com today. That is built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, for that coconut brownie chunk puff. It sounds good. It is good. It's better for you than a candy bar. You can still work out after taking it. You can have it for a dessert afterwards. You can start your day with it. You can end your day with it. There is so many functional uses of a delicious tasting built bar. Once again, promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, for 15% off at built.com today. All right, my friends, it's time for the plugs. Steven Simcox, where can people find you and your work at all of its variety? 
and you were slandered towards different fan bases. <laughs> That's right. I'm at Simcox Steven on Twitter. The show is at Locked on TCU. I'm Locked on Horn Frogs. It's a podcast wherever you get your podcast. And also on YouTube, as always, pleasure being with you guys. And what you can talk about LT not being the best running back of all time at TCU. Yeah, I did. I did a, a segment on the gambling gotchos Twitter list from uh, I guess that was Tuesday, which goes against my rule of not getting drawn off sides by the college ball Twitter list. But it was so getting ridiculous. Drawn off <laughs> That's very good, John. We're going to find you in your work. I mean, I was drawn off sides again, being a big 12 fan of the yeah, late 90s, early 2000s. Not having LT on that list just it gave Mind me an blowing. aneurysm. I mean, they weren't in the Big 12 then, but being a Fort Worth guy like I was, I watched some LT myself. So, uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at John Nine Williams. The show is at Locked On Sooners, and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. You can follow the show wherever you get your podcasts, and we are also on YouTube, free and available. Jake. Search out Locked On Cougars wherever you get your podcasts. We're on YouTube as well. Love to hear from you guys. Also, you can find the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search out Locked On Cougars. Really simple to find there. If you want my thoughts on all things sports, lists, NBA, Utah Jazz, all BYU, all that, follow me. Jacob C. Hatch is my handle. You guys can find me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the show wherever you get your podcast and we are on YouTube. We are at 1,300 subscribers, so keep those coming, folks. Love the engagement. All right, guys, it was a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week, and hopefully have some more spice to discuss because talking season officially started today. So talking season's kicked off. We're glad we'll take you guys all the way up to the start of the season and beyond. All right, so guys, see you all next week.